Marky Worthington podcast all day. All day. Dream by night. <laughs> Don't buy me a drink. Just give me 10 bucks. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Go down to the strip club with your floppy disk and turn it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. You'll get fucking thrown out by Big Tony. <laughs> We're here to name names and make people feel more ashamed for shit that they're not proud of. Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. Oh, whatever it is. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is episode 102 with repeat guest on the show, first time in a while, the one and only, my brother, Lukey Worthington. Hey, thanks for having me. I think it's uh, nice to hear repeat and not have a fender, followed by that. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. It's um, it's a bit like when I did the interview with Tim Jacobus, like, he was like, yeah, cool, I d- I'll, I'll do the podcast. But the fact that he said yes when I asked him the second time means that, like, it's shows more that he actually enjoyed doing it. Yeah, I mean, any publicity is good publicity, right? Yeah, well, not all, but in his case, it was good to have him on. It did more publicity for me than him. But one day, one day, maybe it'll be good for everybody. Um, yeah, so last time I had you on the show, it was good. Good to, uh, you know, people come in, they're like, oh, I didn't even know you had a brother, and then they know more about you just from listening to a podcast and they never met you. Yeah, I think that's a really weird thing. I think um, people I haven't met before that are like, oh, man, I've heard so much about you. I'm like, oh, have you been, like, you know, Mark, do you, like one of his friends? And they're like, oh, no, there's just an episode of the podcast where he tells a story about you. And I'm like, oh, fuck, like... <laughs> what do you fucking know like <laughs> you know it's like especially too it's like the um or i get mistaken like when i come to canberra i get mistaken for you a lot like yeah. anytime i walk through belco people are like oi marky and i'm like i'm the king of Belconnor. yeah that's it well fucking gotta be the king of something right um, <laughs> i've moved I, up i was the king of fucking i was the king of kayleen <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the fucking people people like oh fucking they're like oh no well i guess now now I have to get to know, like, at least get to know you a little bit because I just mistaken you for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need. They feel like they owe you something now. They fucked it up. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh fuck! Now I got to talk to the cunt that I've like got. I've like got his attention. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Hey, it's uh, it all goes around, and it's not just the comedy scene, but um, it happened before the comedy scene. It used to happen all the time in the metal scene. So people that know the metal scene it probably recognize you it's like the other way around when it comes to metal now (laughs) yeah it's like people are like fucking i think probably more so with the metalheads podcast because i'm very behind the scenes with a lot of things yeah people people think that i'm you they're like oh he's the guy that tees up the gigs and it's like no i'm the guy that does the podcast my brother's the guy that tees up the fucking gigs (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it's um the other it's like that time we went to the fucking basement you had to go to well, I went to the basement, you went to work, and because I was a fucking bar fly at the time, I just, like, as soon as the doors kicked open, I just sat in there all afternoon, and yeah. you're like, I'll come down in the afternoon and pick you up. Yeah. I'll just, like, Uncle Trent can just fucking look after you all day, like, fucking the basement daycare, and I just sat down there all afternoon. And then you come in, and you're like, well, I've got a shift that night, so I'll work, and you can hang out, then we'll fucking go home. Yeah. And we get home, uh, you rock up after work, rather, and I've been sitting at the bar all day, and it's just, like, fucking... Trent been sent, like feeding me a steady supply of coffee and beers to so I was like on a level and you walk in and Kimmy's like fucking oi Marky you gotta meet this fucking guy he's from the coast too like maybe you guys will be friends and like fucking uh it was like uh Kimmy and Rabbit and yeah. like all like all the old Baso regulars like sitting around and we're just like chitting like sitting on the corner of the bar like we used to like all like you used to when you went into the bar with yeah, the yeah. And we just played it out. You're like, oh, fuck, really? Like, whoa, what part of the coast are you from, man? Like, I could, and like Trent's just playing into it. He's just like, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> just rolled, so rolled it. Yeah. Like, fucking- yeah, it's literally like, it felt like one of those failed marriages where they got to pretend that they don't know each other and meet each other at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. those ones where like the chick will just be there and the dude will come up and just be like, ah, oh, that's a nice skirt you've got there and try and like hit on her but you know for sure that if they weren't already married that chick would just be like fuck off cunt but like because they're trying to cosplay as a new couple yeah 
then it's like, all right, yeah, that's yeah. fun and interesting. Yeah, but remember, we used to do that because we moved around a fair bit. We used to do that a fair bit, like go to a new school and would be like, sit there like first day and tee up like, all right, man, what scam are we going to run? Like, <laughs> yeah. Distant cousin, adoptive dude, like his family passed away and we adopted him and he just tags along now we just like play it off on who got the pity card on the thing like <laughs> fucking like when we went to orange and people like um who's this guy like we're like standing next to each other like we look like we as we do now always look like siblings like borderline yeah. twinish yeah, when we're yeah. younger people like sit next like the new kid line and they're like all right you can hang out with this guy at lunchtime and you can and they're like oh you two brothers and we're like no, I don't know this guy. Hey, like, like, how's it going? Like, even from like ages like six and nine, bro. Like, fucking. Yeah, I mean, we didn't half stand out because we've had beards since we were six. So, like, <laughs> yeah, no. fucking, you're six years old and you have a beard. Um, yeah, we did move around heaps, man. And the thing was, like, we kind of both had our own separate groups of friends, but like, I'd always like keep an eye out for like if something was happening on either side. And then we'd always have like that one friend that was like the stand-in dude in case there was some shit kicking off at school, like the the stand-in dude. Um, and there was a few times that like you know you don't always have eyes on each other. Like, and I remember um, you were copping some shit, like being the new kid, and that are these guys just like picking on you. Yeah. And it's just like, so what did you do about it? Oh, I just kicked him in the balls. Like, do you remember the fucking, like, there was like three dudes all trying to, like, oh, fight in, or in, in orange? orange? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you fucking, like, fucking <laughs> old mates? Like, because uh, we were doing karate at that point. Yeah. And I was just like the fucking new kid. I was hanging out with my mate. Fucking remember fucking Matthew? Yeah. Hanging out with him and he was Little the Bill out. Cosby. Yeah, little, it looked like little Bill Cosby. Hopefully he doesn't fucking didn't follow his loop but like fucking uh, yeah man and uh, they call him big bill now yeah so he was like the outcast because he came from like east orange yeah. his mum was like south african yeah and like single parent like fucking poor and we'd teamed up because we both liked predator yeah and so i'm hanging out with a poor kid and he he's was named after one yeah he's fucking <laughs> fuck. and he's He's fucking hanging out with me because I'm the new kid and them kids come and start giving us fucking shit. Yeah. And I just fucking kicked them all in the fucking nuts. Yeah. No and matter then, how much karate we knew, that was still the safest choice. Default. Yeah. That's my purse. I don't know you. Like fucking. <laughs> and like, it was just like fucking. And then, and then after I like come home and I was and like, dad just like proud as punch walking around. He's like, yeah, my kid fucking fucked up three dudes trying to fight him. <laughs> but then like, remember for a couple of weeks afterwards, we just walked around the school trying to fucking find him. Like mm -hmm. coming from a country town school yeah, where there was like 200 kids across the entirety of the school yeah. going to fucking Calais. Yeah. And there was like 2,000 kids. Mm -hmm. Like like kindergarten had like six classes alone. Yeah, like it's So it fucked. was like fucking big, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we went from a school where um, there was um, 100 kids in the whole school. And then when I moved, when we moved to Orange, there was 100 kids in my year. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty fucking big, man. Yeah. And, and the thing is like the, the overwhelming part of it was the first fucking um, day, this guy had a fucking set on me. And that cunt like never left me alone the whole time we were at school. But like I said, we always had the big hust, like the mate that like would stand in, Ben. Fuck. Yeah, big fucking big Ben man. Yeah, and remember he was like a little fucking vandal cunt. Like, it, well, he didn't vandalize, but he would just like be mischievous. Yeah. And um, remember the Metro Plaza where we used to have Piccadilly, work at Piccadilly. It was like an amusement for the listeners. It was an amusement center. We both had our, it was like technically our first job. And basically it was just dad would give us a couple of bucks just to like for pocket money just to go around and make sure all the machines were like had we could collect all the coins at the end of the night so he could count them yeah um and the thing is we'd go through the metro plaza we'd just live off like the free sample lady from the chick from leonard's chicken she does uh, for, was it leonard's chicken yeah, yeah it was it was michelle's, michelle's then, then fucking leonard's, fucking leonard's. Yeah, yeah yeah so we're doing all that and um I remember once Ben was just like, yeah, I love it at the Metro Plaza, man. I always hit the emergency stop on the escalators and make people walk up them. And um, you were like, oh, I was going with dad because there's a subway down the bottom and dad used to have to go there for the, for the, to use the toilets like on the other end of the mall. Yeah. 
So you're saying you're just walking through because I was telling you, oh, I got this mate Ben. He's like, we both kind of knew him. How like fucking devious cunt. And um, we're cruising through. Then the, all the escalators are off, and you're like, I wonder if Ben's around here. And he just appears, like, oh, can I? And you're like, Yanni, yeah. you've been turning these off. Well, remember, um, because we we were going to that when when Dad was working for the mines and TAFE, and Mum was working for. Um, whatever the fuck it was that mum did council or something like that yeah she was like some, an some admin, admin yeah yeah um data analyst or a data um enterer yeah, yeah. data entry yeah um and we were at that like that after school yeah thing. yeah it, it was, was like, two it was, well, no it was the rough one it was the, the first real, one the first one we went to that was really fucking rough and it was near where fucking ben lived yeah yeah so he found out and he's just like oh i'll come hang out with you after school and we're like i'm not sure you can man because it's like a daycare thing like it's an after school thing like yeah. it's all supervised and you can't just come in yeah yeah and he's just like bullshit i'll just fucking come in I'll just and he goes out. to walk through the thing and the like the the chick that runs the place is like oh you're not on the books man you can't come in and just play with the kids yeah so then he comes over and he's at the fence and we're talking to him through the fence and mm. the chick comes back over and is like sorry man you have to leave like you can't just loiter around here yeah yeah um he was in my year but he looked like he was like four years older yeah dude had repeated a couple of times like, <laughs> yeah, yeah um and so he's just like well you can't kick me out i'm not leaving i'm just trying to talk to my friends for the fence and in hindsight man the dude had no friends and he was just stoked that this was probably the closest he'd had to someone coming to his house after school even yeah. though it was like a couple of streets away yeah yeah anyway and uh you remember he like fucking threw his razor blade his razor scooter over the fucking fence like now my scooter's in the fucking yeah. yard you can't get rid of me and yeah. started trying to scale the fence like an obese cat yeah and he's yeah. like fucking like one leg over one arm over and he's like the teacher's like oh, get out of me like throwing his scooter <laughs> yeah. over and shit and he's just like nah, i'm fucking coming in like what a wild time man because that was so we went to those two day two after school cares this is primary school so i was in like year five and you're in in like year three. three um and we're like oh yeah so parents put us in the the rough one and we just have to travel on the bus all the way to east orange and even just like on the bus was sketchy do you remember like the, when we the last straw like the bit where we went to mum and dad and said mum dad we can't fucking pee, go into that after school place in the middle of east orange in the early 2000s mind you like if anyone wants to do any research on crime stats east orange 2003 check out how fucking rough that place was yeah i mean like it's fucking it's no rough but for like it's not the worst fucking thing in the world yeah like yeah for for, for a town in the central west like the, was... the straw that broke the camel's back was when we had to travel over there and this kid just came and sat next to us and we get off the bus and Lukey the Nose just goes, that kid pissed his pants. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, he just <laughs> reeked of fucking piss. Because I was like, he smells like potato starch and you're like, yeah, that's what piss smells like when it's been in the duds for a while. Yeah, like he'd just been there. But you see, the bus driver knew because when he got on, he looked at him and was like, ah. Like he knew like this kid had obviously yeah, frequently yeah. pissed his pants and bus driver yeah, had to yeah. decide where he was going to put him so he wasn't sitting near <laughs> him. But yeah, it was rough, man. Remember, it used to pull up out front of the high school. Canobolis. Canobolis High. Which is rough. And you used to have to fucking hold your breath when the fucking, like, when the, like, the seniors got on, like, all the dairy munchers and shit. Yeah, yeah. And they would just pick kids up and throw them off the back seat and just be like, fuck off, kind of like, back seat's ours. Yeah. And yeah, well, was... we used to sit up the back initially because we're like, well, at least there's no one sitting behind you so they can't, like blind shot yeah yeah but then by the time we get there i remember um that the reason we were sitting up the front when that pierce pants kid came and sat next to us is because we were up the back we pulled up there and this chick just comes up and she had a dummy on a plastic chain like oh, a shit. kid's, yeah, kid's yeah, dummy that, yeah. and she just had it in her mouth and she just walks up this chick's like a teenager walks up and just pulls it out like a durry and just goes move your asses and yeah. we were all like, oh, fuck. So we scamper all to the front. And the only spare seats were like the very front. Yeah. Then we go to that spot and that piss kid gets in. Yeah. I'll and that was literally where we were like, I don't care how fucking cheap this place is. We need to find something yeah, else. Yeah. And what it was is it was just availability. It was yeah. like the, the only place that had availabilities to look after kids in the orange area that would pick up from school and run it out. Yeah. But then um, 
then remember we got into this slightly nicer place which was a little bit like yeah i think it was called canar hall yeah it was like it was nicer and then it got to the point where dad was just like fuck it marie the the kids are smart enough like mark's mature enough they can just get off the bus and go home and yeah. just like they're not going to open the door to strangers they're not going to burn the house down like mm. you know it's going to be right and we went from riding that fucking rough old bus with a fucking shitty thing to having fucking barry the bus driver mm. he'll drop us off he's like ah, oh, the bus stop's meant to be around the corner from your house but i'll just fucking drop you i'll just drop you off in front of your fucking mm. house and every cunt would get off the bus and just be like see you Barry like fucking went from the bus driver who's literally remember he'd break really suddenly and everyone would be like oh. yeah, and he'd be like sit down yeah like yeah. does <laughs> does that so Barry they'd be like alright kids we're gonna take a sharp corner now everyone hang on like fucking like the guy that had obviously like you know been through some shit to old mate baz that was just like obviously a bus driver just because one, i guarantee one of his grandkids or something was going to school and he was on that bus run it'd be some shit like there'd be like some wholesome story as opposed to the guy that was probably also a taxi driver and the bus was like the side hustle he'd been like getting <laughs> shot and stabbed for 20 years Dude, like, I, I, I remember one um because my buddy Lockie used to live around the corner from us yeah um and he um he also used to be the lock and latch key kid. Like, yeah. so um, we we're at home one night, one Arvo, because there was like a house with no steps around the corner. We've, do you remember that place with all the like dudes? Remember that guy, we used to call him Hello Buddy, that used to just sit out the front and say, Hello Buddy, to yeah. everyone that walked past. Yeah. Yeah. So there was like a few people with Down syndrome living in that house. And <laughs> I remember one afternoon we were sitting at home and i hear a knock on the door and i like looked through the little glassing not like knowing not to like open it yeah. and it was one of the downy dudes from the fucking special house oh this is in canar yeah in, in cool present cool. oh no it was in canar oh, oh yeah, yeah the first house yeah and um remember down the road from the big boys dude anyway so <laughs> no that was the street I, the, you're talking about the crack flats the downies were in the fucking crack flats do you remember one of those was on fire one night yeah because one of them owed another like one of the one of the crackheads owed there was one dealer who was in like number two flat on the right hand side uh, no numbers yeah yeah no he's fucking it's not there anymore i've already looked um <laughs> fucking number two and everyone was getting shit off him mm. and the guy in the corner flat owed him money and mm. never paid him out so instead of just being like oh fuck him up because the dude was just fucking ducking and weaving him for obviously fucking ages yeah he just burned his flat down with all of his shit in it oh dad so yeah i remember one night we're all just sitting at home and the funniest thing this is some early 2000 shit an apartment's burning down and everyone's just in their pajamas just watching it like oh there's a bit of entertainment like it you yeah. know people all stand around watching an apartment burnt down yeah anyway so we we're there and we go around the um like Lockie lived around the corner and i seen the dude through the little glass window and i'm just like oh yeah i won't open the door um and um he just pissed off and then i get to school the next day Lockie's also a latchkey kid and i'm i'm just like um um how, how'd you what'd you get up to after school yesterday and he goes man i was at home and um my parents said don't open the door but like i heard someone knock on it and i opened the door to see who it was and it was like that down syndrome dude and he just goes do you want to come to my birthday party and he was like oh no i'm not allowed to go out and he's like okay and walked off and i was just like mad cunt was just like door knocking for fucking people to come to his birthday yeah, yeah fucking <laughs> Rough. he said it scared the fuck out of him he ran back into his room and hid under the blankets like just like until his parents got home fuck. man remember next door to us there in canar street there was old mate ryan live next door yeah i've talked and about him on the podcast before because the last episode i did with um with hayden who, who we yeah. met um we're talking about doing wild shit when we were kids like without any like idea of consequences to injuries and stuff is it the toe story no we're talking about we'll talk talking about, i haven't told that so you can tell that one but i was in the previous episode was talking about when ryan fuck it, uh, ryan's older brother Jer oh no um jared's older brother jeremy carried his fucking 
oh. BMX bike up the fucking palm tree, up the pine tree, yeah, and just rode it down like a slippery dip. Yeah, man, that was fun as fuck. We well, we're did. just sitting there with like all the cicada shells in our shirts, like holding them, just like, all right, do, yeah, we'll watch you do that. Yeah, because just to climb the tree and get all the shells out. Yeah, well, we did the same. I, I'm not sure if you were there because I was pretty easily, easily fucking swayed. But they were the kids in the bottom of the cul-de-sac. They were the cool kids. Yeah, yeah. And they and like we, I climbed and did the same thing with the scooter after he did the bike. Yeah, I was like what else can we jump out of the fucking tree with <laughs> and did the scooter and his younger sister had the fucking room when razor had the fucking the two foot one you had to like the swivel movement yeah, razor yeah. she did it with that and fucking ate shit oh no um yeah the fucking yeah unlike just fucking kids playing in the background fucking each other up mm. um remember ryan, was it ryan that lived next so door? so ryan lived next door but then his mum started dating hooked up with and they moved in. They went yeah. from fucking... They decided to combine their gubby departments together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it was... So, yeah, we're in the backyard and... I actually sent the clip of us talking about that tree to Jared. I still... I got him on Facebook. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, there you go. Um, it was like good times or some shit. Yeah. yeah. It, we um, were in the backyard. Remember their older cousin used to come around, the bigger dude? No, I don't remember. Anyway, they had the swing set and we'd lent the trampoline off the top of the fucking swing set yeah so it was like a, and then you could run at it and jump and it would fucking throw you <laughs> and he ran at it and jumped and the swings tipped as he fucking jumped and then bounced back up again so he got like double the amount of momentum yeah and he landed with like his big toe like curled under his foot oh. and it just like made like a popping noise oh fuck and then it was like just, Uncle Bear in sparring. Yeah, only the bone didn't fucking pop out. Oh no! And he was like, "Fuck, that's pretty sore." Hey, like it's pretty fucked. And then we just like went. We just kept fucking playing. Mm. And he started limping. And then like, he he went home and was like, his old man was like a hard ass. He goes, he's like, Dad, I think I broke my toe. And he's just like, Mate, if you had a fucking broken toe, I'd tell you about it. Mm. You're like one of them. Like that's not broken. Yeah, yeah. Like and then like a couple of weeks later, fucking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's dad yeah. is over because we're he's like out in the fucking driveway working on he his was, motorbike he, all the time. He used time. to do mad fucking, fucking backyard. He's out there and he's like, he's like, give me a look at that toe boy and like just puts his finger in the middle of it and he's just like, yeah, you got a broken toe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like he's just like, but at that point he'd gone to the, they went to the doctor and they're like, what are you? And he's like, it's it's broken toe. It's been broken for like three weeks, man. There's nothing we can do about it. Like <laughs> you just luck. have to let the cunt set. Like yeah, and just hope yeah. you don't get like blood poisoning yeah um, that's mad yeah, yeah I, I remember all those like i think that was like my first explore like, when we went into um that house and um ryan's place and like all the walls had holes and like fist holes in them yeah like just some straight up fucking like undiagnosed shit. fucking like just some like angry adhd like fucking what do you mean i can't have mac and cheese for dinner for the 10th night in a row like fucking yeah i remember they had a um nintendo 64 with the south park game on it yeah and that was pretty much like the prize of the house yeah yeah but i remember like um yeah that sort of got a bit rough that neighborhood because then when they when the the mum shacked up with um old mate's dad and yeah. that house was now vacant yeah like some hell dodgy like fucking like druggies moved in yeah and they were just constantly fucking coming and going like all day and then like dodgy cars would be pulling yeah. up and shit and that was when and it was after the flat fire dad was like nah fuck this i'm not having my mm. kids here yeah then we moved to like a mad little quiet yeah present. fucking yeah. super sick fucking yeah like it's funny it was only like two suburbs over yeah how much of a difference like two suburbs made yeah because it was right behind keller heights yeah yeah which is where all the rich cunts fucking were yeah yeah mad good good times we moved around a fair bit like i remember when so before we moved to orange when we we're living in Grandfall, we went oh yeah let's go for a trip to tasmania yeah and we eventually ended up liking it so much that mum and dad were like, oh, yeah, we're going to move there. Yeah, when we were in Orange, fucking, they were like, oh, we'll move. But we went for that first trip down when we were kids. Yeah. Which was like... We were super young, hey? Oh, man, that would have been like 2000. Yeah, well, it was before we moved to Orange. Yeah, so it would have been like 99, 2000. So yeah. I was pretty young. I would have been like four or five. Yeah. It was like right on that fucking cusp. Because there was a good few years between when we went there for a trip and yeah. when we moved there. Yeah, so it was um, 
we we did Orange and uh, we did Tasmania when we moved from Orange, um, 03, mm. 04. Yeah. Um, just in around there. I don't think it was, it might have been. It was about five years. Yeah. Between when we visited, liked it, and then eventually moved there. Because the year we moved, we moved from Orange, if we moved from Tassie to Maruya, mm. and that was in 04, because that was the first, like the first ever issue of Hip Parader I got. And Fuck I remember yeah. reading the fucking, um, the article that fucking Dimebag Daryl got shot. Oh, yeah, and that right. Was, so like in the thing had a CD, it had a Pantera fucking tribute yeah like thing and like reading about like so being like fucking not a fan of reading at the time listen to the cd and being like fuck yeah this is sick like yeah. heavy metal fucking rules yeah yeah they like had a more, bunch of pantera samples and shit on yeah there. like more than like just fucking what we grew up with and shit being like fuck this is some sick shit and then like reading the article and being like ah, and he's dead yeah like, yeah fucking down down they're just playing fucking like cowboys from hell yeah, and shit. yeah yeah um yeah so we go down there this is a memory that like i like forgot about and then we'll just like most of my fucking stories i have to like piece it together with someone else that was there um so we go down to tassie for holiday we go into this fucking dodgy like hotel like a cheap hotel we sort of decide to park up there for the night yeah this was in it was in devonport yeah so yeah. like so um we're going from launceston to hobart but via the coast instead yeah. of straight through yeah so because there's like a whole bunch of spots like along the coastline um like the east coast of tassie that like like yeah. little towns will stop and add on the way especially having like younger kids you don't want to pull like an all-day trip you're like better off splitting yeah because you can do um, plus we're there for a holiday so i want yeah, to rush i can do all this shit yeah yeah i remember so we pull up there cheap hotel one of the ones where like you can read your number plate through the little fucking hole in the, the little peephole in the door <laughs> like yeah. that's that you park in front of your yeah fucking it thing. was like the the first place we came across with accommodation that would take kids mm. which fucking you know we worked out why yeah and it was because remember we went to the, it was a really nice Take one. kids yeah like we went to that really nice one and they're like no kids yeah yeah you know? and same as that fucking dodgy cunny maria that time yeah yeah he's same like, thing he's like yeah we got a room and dad's like i've got two young boys he's like no kids yeah and then dad's just like well that's not a fucking money front for something yeah yeah, yeah. anyway so we're in devonport and it's like the first fucking like hotel with availability to take kids that dad could go through um then like stay yeah like it was like the like last minute because we've just been driving all fucking day there was no booking there was no fucking nothing it's like it's one of, it's like some early so it was like some 90 late 90s operation you probably just fucking paid 50 bucks for the night cash yeah, cash, see like you later. Bucks, yeah. anyway so we roll in there mum and dad unloading the car and the dude that ran it just comes over and goes like hey boys you want to see the game room we've got a game room over here and we're like, yeah, okay, cool. Because we're like fucking five and six or fucking something. kids, man. This guy's offering us candy and we'll fucking grab it. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, dude. So we go over to the fucking room. And it wasn't uh, um game room as in like a specific full game. It was just one of the rooms from the hotel that he's taken all the shit out of. So there's like no bed or anything. Yeah, it was like- With the- just a ping pong table in it and a fucking like pinball machine that was like turned off. Yeah. It was like, yeah. And it was like, I remember there being like the fucking stains on the carpet from where the beds used to fucking be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like that, like that yuck, like pulled fucking green with a wood grain wall and the fucking better block walls around it. Like the one feature wall was like a fucking bubbling fucking veneer fucking like wood wall because it is only a different kind of wall because it's dividing the next room yeah yeah that's <laughs> it yeah get in there literally just fucking like all right here's the game room and i remember being like significantly underwhelmed by the fucking game room yeah but that wasn't like the worst part about that room because <laughs> once we're both in there he shuts the door and we're like oh yeah so yeah so this so, is the game room yeah like i'm fucking like my, i couldn't even like not even eye high with a fucking ping pong table so like yeah you know 
not not alarm bells were ringing in the way of like I don't know this guy now I'm in the room being significantly disappointed by the fact there was not cool games and the only thing there was to play I couldn't play because I wasn't tall enough for the table <laughs> yeah so next minute you know obviously dad's cottoned on that the kids aren't here yeah investigator fucking Ian <laughs> at work and just comes over kicks the fucking door in and goes all right boys off we go and just takes us back to the room we still stay there but i mean you can't beat cheap accommodation but yeah that's it well yeah you see and this is the thing um <laughs> well there's no other place to stay there's no other fucking place to stay but remember dad like fucking put us in the bed furthest away from like not near the not near the window not yeah. near the door not yeah. near the bathroom not yeah. near a mirror yeah and fucking he sat up all fucking night pretty much like, like just terminator slept. dude yeah just like at just the door. slept on and off yeah and like just he was like up like five o'clock he was up making a cuppa like fucking because the dude didn't he would have just been like this cunt's gonna fucking try and take the kids in the middle of the night dad being mm. dad being dad and being like on the fucking yeah, pulse yeah. with shit like that but like um remember he was like all right marie you you finish setting up the fucking room i gotta go fucking chat to old mate about the fucking about the room yeah and like i haven't talked to dad about this yet but i know that would have been some like mate i'll fucking break your fucking <laughs> yeah. you come anywhere near my fucking kids yeah like yeah. but like and i think like the the nice part of me likes to think that that guy's just probably lost one too many ping pong balls out of his face like it wasn't in the budget to replace him and that's why he <laughs> shut the door but like in hindsight we're probably gonna get fucked in a room <laughs> <laughs> yeah in hindsight that ping pong table was we're gonna lose that, twice at that game yeah that you know, fucking tears and disappointment man it's like free there's no free candy in the back of the van it's just a tear-stained mattress yeah i'm still sitting there like so are you gonna turn on the ping pong to uh, the fucking pinball machine he's just oh, like no. unzipping his pants i'm gonna turn something on <laughs> yeah fucking dude that guy was fucking i i don't really remember him but i remember like balding but still had like hair of course he was man probably had glasses like mine <laughs> 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 fuck yeah yeah and uh, but see tazzy and that was like because <laughs> that was only a few years after the fucking port arthur shootings Ever. yeah well it would have yeah. been and then it was like 99 yeah was so, when we were there and it happened in 96 i think uh yeah fucking 96 somewhere around Something there like that. yeah yeah 96 because i've done the math in my head after trying to get a gun license i missed out by one year there was one year in my life i could have had a free and easy fucking if i was <laughs> old enough <laughs> like, um, but yeah so we went through we go through port port arthur and when i was a kid like my trains at the time was fucking army shit and it still is it's just progressed past like toy guns to like books and memorabilia yeah um we go through Port Arthur and dad's like me being young, of course, like, oh, I want to go to a toy shop. Like, I want to go to a toy shop. Dad, I've got to have a toy to take back from Tasmania. Yeah. Dad's like, all right, we'll find one. And being just like utterly disappointed that I couldn't buy a toy gun in Port Arthur. <laughs> Nowhere. No toy shop, no nothing. <laughs> and dad trying to explain to his kid who's borderline meltdown about, what do you mean there's no fucking toy guns? As PG as he could, is like, well, mate, there was this fella named fucking Martin Bryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the reason why you can't have a toy gun and why I don't have any guns anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, like... That, that guy single-handedly fucked both of us. Yeah, yeah. So um, And a bunch and then, of people. But then there was that fucking servo on the way out of town that was like, you know, it was like, as servos are just off hinge. It was like, you want a toy, you want a cap gun? We've got it. Yes. You, you want a fucking egg salad sandwich? We got it. Like, yeah. fucking roll the dice on which one's going to kill you. Yeah. Um, and for, so I get that one and dad's like, oh, I suppose it's on the way out of town. We'll fucking, it'll be right to grab him. Like, he's like, he's not going to fucking trigger any fucking I like anyone the, on the way out of town. I like how the fucking petrol station was just like, yeah, I mean, there was a massacre, whatever. But um, yeah, toy guns, aisle six. Yeah, yeah, it's so fuck it. Yeah, supply and demand, man. <laughs> um, and then we had to circle back through town to do something because, like, we were with Sharon and Rob. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh, we're going to go this way. Yeah. And we we're like, Dad's like, oh, we'll swing back through town. And I just remember driving through town 
with the window wound down and being like the kid I was, was like the gun doesn't look to spec. I'm going to pull the red the red cap off the end so it looks like a real gun. Yeah, yeah. Hanging out the window with a cap gun, just like done, 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 like just fucking racking up cunts. And um, dad's like probably probably don't fucking probably do don't that. pretend <laughs> probably, you're doing a drive-by in Port Arthur. Yeah, probably don't do that there, man. And it was only in '99. Like, <laughs> it was only like. Oh, maybe like three years ago, it clicked. I was just like, oh, yeah, like as you like you're saying, you piece together memories of shit. Mm. And I was like, oh fuck, we went to Port Arthur, hey. And I was like, oh yeah, I couldn't buy. It. Oh, oh, fuck. Like I was probably somebody's therapy mm. session that week. Like, yeah, yeah. I tell you what's funny too. It seems like that whole trip was sort of based on like a bit of a budget. Like you're just oh, like, fuck yeah, yeah was... we'll stay at the at the cheap hotel. Yeah, look, I mean. In 99, not a high demand for people to visit Port Arthur. So, like, we got probably got a deal on that, you know? <laughs> like, it wasn't peak season for... Yeah, and it was also, too, like, <laughs> this is this... Every every family holiday we went on, man, was based around of, like, a fucking lower middle class income. Yeah. Where... Because uh, when we did that, it was towards the end of the year, I remember. And it was, like the start of fourth term that's just like we're going to tassie for like yeah. three weeks or whatever it is and um all the teachers were like why school holidays are like in six weeks like what the fuck are you doing dad's like i was talking to, I was like since like being older and talking to dad about this he's like fuck yeah because it was like off like it was just before peak season and yeah. it was cheap to do it like everything was cheap like it was like 70 bucks for the trip down yeah. Like spirit of tasmania yeah if we did it then as opposed to in the school like holidays, 200 yeah you know, and like- on top of that too underrated spending school holidays actually at home instead of going away yeah. like when every other cunt's doing yeah. it i've learned it now as an adult christmas holidays that's when you actually just chill at home while everyone's fucking doing everything. Yeah. And then if you want to catch up with family, you do it in fucking January. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Living on the coast on and off for like the last 16 years, man. Yeah. It's like being, that's what I learned. Like it was, I remember my old guitar teacher used to live out the ass end of the industrial area. Yep. And like November, he would go to town with a trailer mm. and like just fucking stock up. Like he was getting ready to bug in. And then you wouldn't see him again in town until January mm. and he'd just avoid it. And I would talking to him about it once and I was like, why don't you, and he's just like, it's like, man, I've been living in Maroo for like fucking 40 years. Yeah. He's like, I've seen the increase in like float, like floating population. He's like, there ain't no way of pulling out of the industrial area at the start of December to get into town to go buy milk. It turns into like a five hour ordeal. Mm. It's like, fuck that. Fuck so it, it's yeah. like, it's the same. Like you, you like on the coast, you just like, fuck it. Unless you're going to work. Yeah. You just fucking stay at home. And it's, it's rad. People are like, Oh, you want to come to the beach? And you're like, fuck, is it like walking distance? Or can mm. I ride a bike? Or are we going to take one car? Because there's no way five of us are going to rock up in our own cars and find a fucking park at the same beach. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it was good fun living down the coast growing up. And to be fair, it wasn't just the beach. It was like the lifestyle. Like everyone's more chilled. Yeah. I think, um, I think you get that. You can get that almost most places out of dense population. So, like, you coming from Canberra, you could go to somewhere like like Goulburn, yeah, which is still fairly relaxed, but still like significantly larger in population, but still yeah. like a step back in like the hustle and bustle of things. Yeah, and close. Um, yeah, but like I like I've moved a few more times than you, like yeah. town wise, and you always take it doesn't matter where you are, you um take the things for granted like hindsight's always twenty twenty. like yeah. after i moved from goulburn i was like fuck man there are so many cool things in goulburn i could have done yeah that I didn't take advantage of and then like moving away from the bay recently mm. being like like fuck there like it was a sort of thing of like life coming together pretty well with the exception of like finances in mm. Batemans bay um being like fuck like i was really like you take that for granted yep. when you're there but it makes you appreciate it so much more when you go back for a little bit like now when i go down to bateman's bay having time like to reflect on like oh man that was really cool about bateman's bay or i really miss this person or something yeah you um you appreciate it a little bit more or hopefully you appreciate it a little bit more i mean um the way you act in the fucking moments one thing you, you walk away from it, like how many times you walk away and you're like <laughs> 
like and like oh I've got to do this when I go here I've got to do this yeah. because I really enjoy that and then yeah. you leave and you're like fuck I didn't do the fucking thing <laughs> yeah like yeah. you're like I just want to put my feet in the water and I want to fucking hug this person and all this sort of shit and you go nowhere near a beach and you don't even bother to contact the person you wanted yeah. to hang out with like it's it's that shit yeah 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 um we had an, we were talking about stories before um, and things that you piece together in memory. Um, and we're going to close out the show with a story that we pieced together. This is a fucking classic, so let's get into story time. Come on, grab your friends. We're all... I forgot this okay. <laughs> the fun will never end. It's story time. There we go. All right, let's get into it. So I'll set the scene. Um, we're in... It starts off kind of grim because we're both in our hometown um, because we just went to one of our uncle's funerals and we decide, all right, let's go down to the pub. This is um, years ago. I think you uh, hadn't been drinking, like you hadn't been legal to drink yeah. for a while. I had been drinking for a while. But I like you, you were legal. only like 19 or something. I would have I been think. 19. Yeah. Um, so we... we yeah, it was it was not long after I started at the golf year. I would have been 19. Yeah, so I remember we... Because our uncle used to drink 4X. So we go down to the pub and we're like, all right, let's have a couple of fucking 4Xs in memory of the uncle, right? So we go down there, we're like, have a couple of 4Xs. And Lukey being like on the drink at the time was just like, all right, I can only drink this piss for long enough. Let's fucking move on to something else. Yeah, move on to my fucking two years old and it's like a side of fucking jammo or something like yeah that. so we're just we're sitting there hitting till he's old and there's a restaurant behind the bar which is um like a it's a funny it's a country pub you'd expect just like palmers and snitties but he's doing like full fucking like vietnamese food yeah so he was the only guy so they sublease it so yeah. this guy's obviously fucking fresh off the boat and he's like up in sydney <laughs> and he sees like an advertising for pub lease so he's come down from sydney yeah and he's taken over that so like where it was like a country style pub he's come in and he's just like well i'll cook what i fucking know and because it's small country town there's no like fucking like no asian food yeah he had the market fucking cornered like he yeah. was just like fuck it where else are you gonna go get your fried rice cunt like, yeah that's right so we we're in there and we're like having a couple drinks and uh, we noticed that um the dude from the restaurant tommy is coming out and ordering like a midi of old yeah but like every like 10 minutes like yeah, his lad slam is like lads coming out checking his fucking because and i knew like after working in clubland for a little bit and being a fucking alcoholic one i recognized that he's a fucking alcoholic yeah and two the dude was on the fucking bet yeah so like he was putting money on kino trackside and the fucking dogs yeah. and between every docket was walking out <laughs> like checking all the fucking screens not just the one but all of them and checking his fucking kino yeah and just like you'd see cunts come up order food and the money wouldn't even go in the till he'd just come back out to the bar every like 15 fucking minutes yeah yeah so he's going out he's good and we're drinking old so I, I, we're, we're just fucking around like i'm thinking to myself like all right next next beer i order pour an extra midi and leave it for the old mate that's coming out yeah. so he looks over he's sort of looking at us gives us a cheers and goes back out we've kind of developed a bit of an unspoken fucking like cheers for the food you're a mad chap dude and he's just coming back and forth but bar's like quiet i think it's like i think it's like a weeknight like yeah, it's it a was, thursday or something yeah, it was like thursday and uh, towards the end but not quite friday and um there's like a few other bar flies just hanging around there's a few girls there on a night out that sort of shit but there's like this one geezer and luke and i are just there by ourselves but you're just like man i don't know this cunt's name but i'm pretty sure that that dude over there is friends with uncle bear yeah because i was out there a few weeks ago and this dude came out and i just stood there awkwardly while they talk shit for like an hour and just like just sort of like chimed in with a word every now and again yeah. so he's like i don't know if he remembers me but i that dude's like a mate yeah so we're fucking sitting around we're just like having a few more drinks night simmers down i don't know do you want to tell the bit about how um the rowdy fucking chicks tables started getting up to oh me? yeah there's like this fucking um 
I'll call it what it is, man. She's fucking not around to yell us out anymore. Yeah. This redneck cunt in the thing that's like fucking calling out Tommy, like, Tommy, why don't you fucking cook us a steak instead of these spring rolls? <laughs> yeah. And like, this is just after I'd got off my fucking train and I'm trying to stick up because dude cooked us a fucking mad feed. Yeah. And I'm trying to be fucking, you know, Joe Citizen. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, you fucking come here to a fucking, to a Chinese restaurant and you want the fucking, the dude to cook you a fucking steak. Yeah. And she just looks me dead or she didn't because one eye was pointing out here <laughs> and she's just like, Tommy's fucking Vietnamese, you dumb cunt. And I was just like, oh, you fuck. <laughs> yes. Like got called out by the fucking trash. Like, yeah, yeah dude. Sorry. And, and then, but like Tommy fucking heard that Tommy, because he was like, oh, like I'll fucking, yeah, I, I could cook you a steak. Like, yeah. just tell me what you want and I'll fucking cook you a fucking steak. Like, tell me. He would need the like, money for the like, next yeah, slap. Yeah, like he's fucking, he's like, whatever you want, man. I got a dog in a race that I need to put money on. Um, the dog's anyway, at my door. Yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dog's in the pot, bro. Um, <laughs> and he's just like fucking, so he hears that and then he's like fucking, well, I'll fucking, I'll come hang out. Because they're all like, just yeah. every time he came out, she's like hackling, like heckling with him. Yeah, like, yeah. Like fucking cook me this, cook me this. Why won't you cook me this? Like put that fucking Asian shit away. You're in a country town. Nobody wants that. Yeah, so, dude. And then like me, me trying to be fucking nice was yeah. like sticking up for him. So then he starts coming over and like instead of he's coming out and still checking his races and shit. Yeah. But he comes over and starts like fucking necking his middies at the table with us. Yeah, that's right. And and the thing was like it he was kind of cleaning up after each meal. Like he was he did like a full pack down and was just like just making enough mess to make one meal and then cleaning yeah. it up as he was going. Like, he'd been shut for a while, but he just wasn't going to say no to a customer. Yeah. Well, to put fucking put money on a bet. Man. Yeah. Let's call yeah. yeah. him is what it is. So he comes out and he's just having his middies with us. And um, it gets to the point where the bar shuts. We have last drinks. And um, they kind of did a bit of a lock-in for last drinks. So they're like, all right, stay here. No one else can come in, but you got time to finish your current drink and then fuck off. Yeah. Because the front doors are shut, we're all sitting there. And by this point, old mate that was like Uncle Bear's friend had just come and sat with us because it was like either that or stand by himself because he wasn't going to go sit with all the chicks on their fucking night out. Yeah. So he's just sort of sitting there listening to Tommy talk broken English and fucking just like smile and nod and having a couple drinks, that sort of shit. And um, the fucking... By I, the, I was still smoking at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's how we got to the fucking the cream of this story. <laughs> so we go, we all once we all finish our drinks, it's just me, you, Tommy, and like the random dude that's Uncle Bear's friend. Yeah, and um, let's call him Bobbo. <laughs> and we go out the back, and we're all st- standing around. Yeah, and old mate Bobbo pulls out, pulls a fucking Wendy out of his pulls, fucking. Pulls the Wendy out of the back out of his, his winnies. Of, yeah, out of the back of his winnie blue. So I'm rolling a dart. I smoke a dart. We're all like Tommy's fucking smoking one. You would have had one of your little Captain Blacks. Whatever I had, and, yeah, um, yeah. we're fucking... Uh, we're there and we're smoking it. And then fucking Bobbo pulls out the fucking... The Wendy out of the back of his thing. <laughs> and we're just like, whoa, fuck. Like, and he's like smoking it. And like we're like talking. I'm like... Tommy's also like obviously fucking knew exactly what it was as soon as he sparked it up. And yeah, he's yeah. Like, His eyes lit up. Oh, he's like, oh fuck yeah, and then they didn't like. Oh, but here's the funny thing. Bobo says, "Oi, do you just want any of this? Yeah. Do you want some of the Wendy? Yeah. And I remember you were just like, man, because you were still a bit fucked up from the inside thing. So you were like, man we need to just get out of here before I fucking lose me marbles. Yeah. Because you yeah. already had a few black beers, plus you were fucking on edge about old mate. Yeah. And I knew no doubt that that chick was about to pile out the back too, and then we'd have to be dealing with her. Yeah. So we were just like, all right, man, just fucking, yeah, smoke your Wendy, and then we're going to fuck off. And then he offers it to you, and you're just like, nah, man, like, I'm, yeah, I'm not really going to have, have yeah, a go of it. because I had that, it was not long after I'd quit weed, because it, yeah. like, I Fuck had that job. bad fucking run in, man. Yeah, and then <laughs> Tommy's, Tommy's in, hooked into her, and then you're like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't smoke um, weed, man, because, like, you know, I've got this experience, and you start talking about what yeah, they call uh, your friend. Oh, so um, we're... Um, 
Well, yeah, I tell him why I'm not smoking weed and I'm talking about like trying to do that thing to justify like, oh, but I don't hate it, man. I've got heaps of friends that smoke weed. Now I'm yeah. telling the story about like down the coast, I had a friend that worked at the Nepalese restaurant. Yeah. And he'd like, he'd just like run out, clear as many plates as he could just so he could go and have a dart out the back and they'll <laughs> just call him to fucking like, oh, you got to come like clear more plates. <laughs> and the guy like he's, because he's smoking rollies all the fucking time. And the guy that ran the Nepalese restaurant was just like, you're smoking joints all the time. And he's like, no, he's like, they're just fucking rollies. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, right. And he starts calling him Jimmy the bong. <laughs> and he's just like, he's just like, oh, Jimmy the bong. We got more plates for you to clear. And he's like out the back and he's like, you'd come in. He'd be like, yeah, Jimmy the bong. Yeah. And you'd like see, see him downtown. He'd be like, Jimmy the bong. <laughs> like fucking you'd see it would be like downtown man would be like walking around the markets or some shit and you'd just hear like fucking um old mate i can't remember his name now from like across the crowd just be like because it's like jim's fucking big tall cunt yeah you'd just hear him say oh jimmy the bong and you're just like hey like fucking so we're all standing around luke is just telling this story to like bobbo me and tommy yeah and tommy's like thinking about the story but not saying anything. Yeah, yeah. Bobby, um, Bobo hands um, Tommy the joint. Yeah. And he just takes a mad inhale and we're all just watching him fucking like just basically smoke the whole thing in one drop, like what was left in he one drop. Kind of like it was a clove, yeah. Yeah, and then he just exhales the whole thing, looks at us and just goes, Jimmy the bonk. <laughs> and then he just goes, Jimmy the Boom. He just keeps saying it over and Lukey just pulls out his phone and just starts fucking audio recording it. And he's like, dude, say it again. And he's like, Jimmy the Boom. <laughs> like, he's saying it. And like, because we're all like fucking, like Bobbo's pretty stoned by this point. <laughs> and like, this is fucking, this is like really fucking tickling his pickle. So he's like doubled over laughing. He's doubled over laughing. I've got my flip phone out and I'm trying to like film it, but I'm laughing so hard. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like a few, fair few beers in at this point. Dude, and we just look over. Bobbo's struggling for his Hive's top pocket, bro. Pulls out the old fucking Nokia brick. And he's like, how do I? I fucking record on this thing <laughs> like just furiously mashing the one of six buttons he had to like fix. a senior's phone yeah, yeah. it's like the fuck how do I record on this thing I like to think to this day he worked it out and his ringtone was fucking Jimmy the Bong. Jimmy the Bong. And dude, we all just fucking walked away like like that a was flash that was, mob. Yeah, they, dude, that was the last time I seen it. Tommy went yeah. back to Sydney long after that. Yeah, I, I haven't yeah. seen Bobbo since. Yeah, I actually think that Bobbo passed away a few years ago. Fuck yeah, yeah. Because I remember when he was chatting to us at the table when Jimmy when um Jimmy when Tommy went away, he was telling us about how like um he might have um they might have found cancer or some yeah, shit yeah yeah so hey but anyway that's the fucking story time of the episode and that concludes the fucking episode yeah fuck yeah we'll um we'll have more um more content on the metalheads podcast between now and the end of the year so if you want to hear more of me and lukey talk check out the canberra metalheads and uh check out um any upcoming gigs or anything all on my website markycomedy.com cheers episode 102 signing out don't cheers, buy guys. me a drink just name names yes, yeah I'm right big tony you'll get fucking thrown out of the strip club with your floppy yeah, desk all day make people feel shamed for shit all day <laughs> don't blow it into a hard drive yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to keep it simple count your money that they're not proud of just give me 10 bucks all right click did you hang up just said click. Well, what was the noise you're making at the start? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>